My name's Elijah. And I'm Ruby. And this is a podcast on faith and current affairs. Welcome back to another episode of Rough Edges. Today we are joined by a very, very special guest. Um, she's a very good friend of ours, Benita. Um, and yeah, we're just going to ask her some questions. Um, so just to kick it off, do you mind introducing yourself? Like, what do you do? Um, yeah, what what is your name? That sort of thing. Um, yeah, cool. So um, I'm Benita. I, uh, I live in East London, just um, up the road from Ruby. And um, I, I work as a kids doctor, so a paediatric doctor at the Royal London and Whitechapel. And I also teach students a bit as well. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, so the first question... Um, um, so, was you always a Christian? Um, like, how did you first become a Christian? Yeah, oh, cool. Christian. Great question, Reeves. So, um, so I grew up in uh, in rural Dorset, and um, my family weren't really Christian. My dad was kind of he's Irish and he's Catholic background, so he would occasionally take us to mass um, when we were young. Um, but that was really kind of kind of all the experience we had of kind of God. And my parents wouldn't talk to us about God or pray with us or anything. Um, and I'm I was I could. I wouldn't say like I had a massively happy childhood. I remember like just when I was like five at the first school I went to just getting really badly bullied. And um, yeah, and I, I think I just had, didn't have much confidence. I was really insecure. And we just ended up moving around loads as kids. So I went to, I think nine different schools. And um, yeah, it, it I, I guess in some respect, like outside of school, like we lived in the country and we had loads of just adventures, but um, in school, I really, I just really didn't like it. Um, and then when I was about 11, my parents um, split up, which was was tough. Um, and my dad, a couple of years later, remarried. And um, my um, my stepmom that he remarried kind of ran a spiritual centre. So they were into lots of different kind of Eastern religions. They used to go out to a kind of Indian ashram each year. Um, I had got three older stepbrothers um, who were quite into drugs and, and one of them got quite ill after taking some drugs once. So I remember it being quite, quite dark and, um, I guess just being a bit kind of confused about stuff. Um, my grand was a Christian and I remember that she would like pray for us and she would talk to us a bit about God. And I think when I got to about kind of 17, 18, like a couple of things happened. Like I went to a different school for sixth form and I remember meeting some Christians there and thinking like they're really different. There's like a kind of peace and a, life about them and they don't seem to care what other people think which I did a lot at that stage and um, I remember thinking there's something different and I just there was something in me like a hunger to know if God was real or not and um, yeah I rem- I basically took a year out before I went to uni and um, I went out and lived in, in Zimbabwe with another girl and we were meant to be kind of volunteering in a local school I don't think we had much to offer at the age of 18 <laughs> <laughs> and teaching and doing other stuff and um, it was really tough to start with. Um, we didn't have um, we didn't have um, electricity lots of time. The water was like two kilometres away. We were really homesick. And I remember just it just being full on. And um, uh, Mary, who I was with, like suggesting one day we prayed. And I said, no, I just wasn't really interested. And a couple of days later, I, um, I um, just kind of agreed. And it's weird. It, like we just prayed. And like, I, guess I don't know what you said. Maybe God, if you're there, help us. And um, afterwards, I just, um, I just felt for the first time in my life, like I knew there was a God and he loved me. I just felt this like amazing sense of peace and just that I was like loved by God. Um, it was really cool. And just over that year, I kept kind of just like getting to know God more really. Um, I started reading the Bible, just started praying. 
Um, and I think I really just, like I came in, I really realised my sin and my selfishness and just how much I needed a saviour and like what Jesus had done for me. Um, and it was really cool, like God just showed up in lots of cool ways. Um, Zimbabwe, there were massive fuel shortages and sometimes we'd wait like hours to get anywhere. But like he often like just brought people along to give us lifts and just lots of really crazy things. Um, so then, yeah, came after that and then came to uni and I did Alpha, which was really cool as well and kind of answered other questions I had. And um, yeah, got stuck into uh, a church in Edinburgh. Mm. Oh, that's really cool. Nice. And um, so I guess from Edinburgh, what led you to East London? Yeah, good question. So um, I uh, Edinburgh, I was doing um, studying medicine. And um, yeah, I kind of, I guess I, I like, decided I want to be a doctor before I became a Christian. Um, and I didn't really think about it that much when you often don't think about stuff when you're like 17. And um, and it was funny, when I, when I became a Christian, I, I basically decided that being a doctor wasn't a very good idea. Yeah. And um, I, I guess I just, I was really like, I'd just been really touched by Jesus and I really just wanted to like go out to different countries and tell people about him. Um, so I kept just praying every time I had exams, like, oh God, like, please can I fail if I'm not meant to do this? Please can I fail? And I didn't fail, I just kept doing like better and better. Oh, great. Even though I wasn't like the best student. Yeah. <laughs> and um, any, um, anyway, I was talking to my grand once and she was like, you've just got to pray that if God wants you to do it, like he would show you why. Mm. So I remember praying that night before I went to sleep, like, God, if I'm meant to be a doctor, show me. Mm. And I had that, uh, like, I don't have loads of dreams at all. And I don't often remember my dreams, but I had a really vivid dream that I was trying to get somewhere and I was taking a shortcut and it didn't go well. I basically, in my dream, like me trying to take a shortcut, I was being held at knife point, I was being abducted, like all kinds of things. And um, when I wake up, woke up, I just had a feeling that like, this was how God wanted me to get to wherever he wanted me to be. And that I wasn't meant to try and take shortcuts. I was just meant to go that way. So that was mm. cool. Um, so yeah, I worked, studied medicine and then I worked up there for two years. Um, but I think I always had a heart to kind of, one, like use medicine a bit more globally. Um, and I guess I had a heart more for like kind of a bit more diverse um, deprived areas so um, I applied for like a few jobs and I decided to come to East London to, to work and to train in paediatrics. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool and um, so you said you wanted to work in lots of different places that were like poverty um, so I know you went to Sierra Leone was that for a year? Yeah that's right so um, yeah when I'd been in London for maybe like I don't know three years or so two three years I went out to Sierra Leone for a year and um, I worked out there as a as a kids doctor um, and Sierra Leone's are like a little country in West Africa it's like really poor um, it's really beautiful it's got really amazing beaches mm-hmm. it's got quite a cool language like Creole so like how are you would be like how the body right and you could say like oh I had to tell God tenki like like I say thanks to God and it's quite it's quite like um expressive so like if someone's annoying you you can say that oh you'd have vexed me oh Oh, wow it's just yeah yeah it's like a kind of pigeon english so that was fun um and they have lots of reggae there and i like reggae so that's really fun um (laughs) they had a really good um really good club um called after work which had live reggae under palm trees oh my gosh so nice it was lovely yeah um so yeah but the 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 so living there was like a real like a really a real adventure and amazing but also really heartbreaking really sad so um it's got some of the worst sort of health statistics in the world so about at that stage about one in five kids just didn't reach their fifth birthday um and I don't think I'd really thought about like the implications of working in that kind of um setting um so in the hospital it was like the second largest city also called Bar actually without a w wow 
Um, but I hadn't had like a pediatric doctor for like years and years. Um, and it um, like didn't have electricity most of the time, water and like lots of essential medications weren't there and just loads of really sick kids coming in um, like with sort of severe malaria and just really severe anemia and often they'd come in and we'd try and do everything we could to try and help them and treat them but sometimes just within a few minutes or an hour they die and it was just it was just really sad and just really um, heartbreaking and um, I think I just got to the point where I was just really yeah, I guess discouraged and a bit like, what, what can we do differently? And um, I, I remember my sister before I went had given me this like word from Ezekiel 37 about Ezekiel seeing this like valley of dry bones and um, uh, like kind of God telling him to like speak life and them kind of coming together and then becoming this army. And she said that like, I wasn't meant to try and put everything back together, which is what I was trying to do, trying to fix all the problems, but I was meant to just speak life. Um, over the kids there and I wasn't quite sure what that looked like but I just started like praying for the kids and just speaking life over them and just saying right this kid will like just pray in the name of Jesus they would not die but they would like live and they would like and it was amazing like not every kid but kids started like just miraculous stuff like happening kids that stopped breathing like came back to like started breathing again kids that we just thought we were just gonna lose just miraculous recoveries and um yeah we just started seeing god do some like really just really beautiful stuff and when we look back at our mortality rate it like halved mm. um and we did loads of other stuff loads of teaching training of staff loads of trying to improve drug supply and like mm. all that kind of stuff but yeah it was just really beautiful like seeing seeing um what god did and just the kind of like restoration he he brought to kids Wow, that's so cool. What experience has been most challenging and has managed to make your faith stronger? Yeah, good question. So I think, um, I mean, that was definitely really challenging mm. there. Mm. Um, it, I think the day-to-day, -day, like, I guess the day-to-day -day reality of being s just surrounded by so much poverty and injustice and sickness and death, like, it's just everywhere you go, like, you can't kind of get away from it and it... It, it's really kind of confronting and challenging and um, and there were lots of like beautiful bits and lots of times just kind of celebrating stuff with colleagues and Sierra Leone friends but it was tough as well mm. and I remember like coming out of that experience thinking oh like god if you if I get to go back to somewhere like that again I really want to learn how to bring your kingdom mm. and learn how to bring your like hope and your healing and just yeah your life in situations so mm. i remember just praying that and then um i was having a conversation with like a friend of ours natalie yeah <laughs> and she was telling me about this thing in bedford like this training that's called training for supernatural ministry and which is sort of about learning to like hear god more and bring the kingdom and when i heard about it i was like oh that's that's really exciting i feel like that's what i've been praying for mm. um by work as a doctor full-time so i was a bit like i'm not sure how it's gonna work mm. but anyway i basically applied to take a year out um another one and um, I found a job that was like the other days a week, two days a week teaching, or three days a week teaching, and then I did that two days a week. And mm. um, I think that was like, it was so brilliant and kind of faith building. Um, just, I think really just stepping out of your comfort zone and taking risks. And, mm. and um, we did lots of stuff on the street where we just go out and like ask God for words for people and just offer to pray for people. And um, it was a bit terrifying mm. um, at times, but I think also like, when you kind of put yourself in that place where like unless God shows up like mm. it's not gonna work yeah actually he does he's really kind and he does show up and yeah he just did some like beautiful stuff and I feel like I just learned that year 
um, and I'm still learning just a bit more about how to like bring his kingdom and hope into into situations. Mm. So yeah, mm, that's really cool. What was it that really inspired you to really like delve into the prophetic? Because um, I feel like you're almost like the go-to person <laughs> yeah. in when it comes to prophecy. I, I might disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, interestingly, so I. When I became a Christian, I like went to this church on the outskirts of Edinburgh, and um, it was it was really like open to the Holy, Sp- it was really open to the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, so on the Sunday like evening, the service was quite long. It's like kind of two and a half hours long, and it would be mainly worship, a little bit of a talk, and then they'd have this bit where you could just like sit or lie on the floor, and all these like amazing older like prophetic people would come mm. and like pray over you and like give you words and pray for you to be full of the Holy Spirit. So I think that was just like normal to me because I'd just mm. become a Christian. But I I guess now I'm like, oh, that was really cool. Like I, I was really blessed by it. So I think like I saw the benefit of it. I remember like going to a kind of prophetic conference that they ran and um, having a go, but I literally got nothing. <laughs> like I had a go with three people, like one person, I maybe got a picture of like skills, but that was it. <laughs> so I literally didn't hear anything, but I yeah. thought it was cool. And I just, I guess I just like kept asking God and tried to listen like someone I'd sit there for 10 minutes I wouldn't hear much um but I guess I um kind of yeah kept going Mm -hmm. and I think probably like what made a big difference as well was just getting more of the heart of God Mm. because I think when I like encountered more of God's heart and his love and his desire to like bring hope and speak and encourage and strengthen then that really like made me want to like kind of go for it and just partner with like him in it Mm -hmm. um so yeah I think just just hang, having a go, really, and, and mm-hmm. giving up. Um, and I think when you see, like, what he does, it's so beautiful. You don't want to, like, get in the way. Because mm. you see how much, like, he, as a father, just wants to, like, strengthen and encourage and comfort his kids and speak mm. directly to people. Then you mm. kind of think, oh, I just want to, like, I want to try and, like, partner with you in it and, like, be used by you and, mm. and not get in the way of what you want to do, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, and on the prophetic, um, is there anything been really significant that you've really, like, that stuck with you all these years or anything, yeah, that you'd love to share? Um, in terms of, like, advice or kind of Um, or... well, I think, I don't know, maybe something that's really encouraged you and you mm. you always think back to, or, um, or, or and, and advice as well, maybe. Yeah, or, or even if there's been any that God has uh, brought to you to share with others that yeah, might be mm. yeah cool so I think I guess like I can't remember all the stories like he has done loads of really beautiful stuff over the years and just really like kind of specific stuff and yeah I, I, one mo- more recently that I really love um, just because it kind of just reflects so much of like God is I was um, for some reason I was just one day I was like oh, I just really want to go to Victoria Park Fountain and like I don't I don't know why I did I just wanted to go there so I, mm. I did but I didn't really think it was like a Holy Spirit thing or anything I just thought I just want to go there mm. so I went there and and there was a really beautiful rainbow which that quite often is there when the sun's shining and I was just kind of looking at it and I heard like three guys on a bench behind me and I thought I heard them think saying something about maybe something about the covenant or something so I was like oh maybe like maybe they've got some kind of faith or like they believe in God um, and um, I kind of just got a sense that God wanted to speak to them but I didn't really know what He wanted to say. And I started asking him and I, f- I just got these thoughts were coming like they're going to start something new, some new venture. 
um, just God wanted to really encourage them in it. Like he was going to grow it. It was going to like reflect his heart and the kingdom and it was going to like impact other nations and really impact the poor. And, um, and I felt God say that like they should bring stuff to him at each step of the way and he would provide and just bring him each decision. But to be honest, I was a bit like, this is just me. This is just a bit weird. And um, anyway, so after a while, I just walked on and then I got this like really bad pain in my leg. And I was like, oh, this is weird. So I was like, it just, and I was like, oh, maybe I've just like pulled something. But I was like, it continued. And I was like, oh, maybe like this is good wanting me to go back. Mm. So anyway, I just went back to them and um, just uh, kind of really tentatively was like, look, this is a bit weird, but I'm a Christian and I'm like, kind of learning to hear God. And I, I kind of got some stuff. Is it okay if I share? Um, and they were like, yeah, they were really up for it. And I kind of shared. And um, at the end, I was like, does it make sense? And they were like, yeah, 100%. Mm. And um, they were like free church leaders actually so and um, they basically they felt God was calling them to something different and they'd both all left their job and this was like their first day of like the new thing that God was calling them to and um, yeah they were just they were just really encouraged and blessed and um and I was just like oh God you're so kind that actually Mm. these three people have taken a massive step of faith like you sent a random a random person to them in the park yeah yeah just to like encourage and affirm like what you're doing so that was like that's kind of quite a recent one mm. that was really cool and like just stayed with me because i was just like actually that's really it's just really kind of god and really really amazing of him mm. yeah that is so cool um yeah and and like how do you practice the prophetic because i know that some people don't really know where to start don't even believe it um yeah, yeah is there anything where you like advice would you just start yeah like, great question so i guess it's i think it often like it starts out of a relationship and i think just recognizing and realizing that actually god is a, a good father and like he is the creator of the universe and he's like so high and like awesome but actually he also wants to communicate us with us like his kids and just, I guess, believing in, like, that actually he does want to speak. And, like, Jesus says, like, my sheep will hear my voice. Um, and because um, I think we kind of come to him in faith. So we just have to know that, like, that is his heart to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think just just being still, which is easier said than done. Yeah. I think I I definitely know some days I'm just so distracted. Mm-hmm. And when I've got a spare minute, I'll just look at my phone. Mm-hmm. And I sort of don't give God space to speak. Mm-hmm. So sometimes just being still and just just being still before him like fixing your eyes on Jesus and just letting him speak is cool mm-hmm. um I quite often just ask him to give me words for people because it's quite a good way of practicing and just encouraging people so some days I'll be like okay like give me I, I love you like Father, if, if there's anyone you want to encourage like put them in my heart and mm-hmm. give me a word for them and then it's just practice mm-hmm. um I think the challenge about prophetic stuff is that unless you share it you have no idea if it's right or wrong mm. yeah um so sometimes you just have to get to the point where you're like okay i'm just gonna give it a go even though that's can be terrifying and you're like oh i could be totally wrong and it's totally okay to be wrong like you know when your kids learning to walk like they do fall over and they make mistakes but that's okay like their parent is like cheering them on and being like get up just have another go and mm. i think it's it is okay like i've made loads of mistakes over the years and gotten stuff wrong but if you do it with kind of love and humility and uh, you know, are willing to make mistakes. I don't think you generally don't get it too wrong. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what was your life like in your 20s and how was God shaping you to be who you are now? Yeah, great question. So I, I guess um, I, my first bit of my 20s I was studying, so I did medicine, so it's long, it's five <laughs> years. And um, I like did a bit of travel with that as well. Like when I was a student, I used to go out and like 
Cray in Morocco in the summer holidays sometimes on this like trip and I went out to Cameroon for a few months which was cool so I think like initially I feel like God was like I was a really new Christian and he was really just teaching me about like him his Holy Spirit mm. um, I got to be involved in like student alpha which was really exciting and I just saw him do loads of really cool stuff mm. um, and um, I guess later on in my 20s um, it was cool but I was like a new doctor and I was working like pretty hard and having to do exams and stuff so mm. I feel like although I definitely was seeing like God was moving and working I feel like a lot of it was also like doing night shifts and mm, yeah. <laughs> going, going to work and uh, coming back from work and working weekends and stuff mm. um, but yeah like God was God was definitely like doing stuff and he'd mm. definitely given me a heart for like for mission and for like kind of nations and for different stuff and that was still like kind of growing and developing that time I think um I think that's just about it. I may have one more question. Oh, really? uh, yeah. I was gonna say if you could share what you do on um the Roman road. Um because the um well some guys some people will know, some people won't know. Um but Benita and a couple of others like do prayer on the street. Um yeah. and yeah, if you'd like to explain. Yeah, definitely. What that is. So maybe about maybe about seven, eight years ago, like I was running on one new year. And um, I was I was kind of around Devon's Road, popular actually, and I was running, and I felt good to say, like, what do you want to see me do this year? Mm. And this thought just came into my head. And before I even thought about it, I'd, I felt like I said to God, like, I'd love to, like, see people come to know you, I'd love to see people healed, like, people set free from, free from addiction, um, yeah, like, people encounter you. And, um, and it was weird, like, I just felt like we should be praying for people on the street. Mm. And it wasn't like I heard God say anything. I just had this sense like that's what he was saying. Um, so I chatted to Ruby's dad actually um, and I kind of explained. And he was really encouraging. I was a bit like, oh, I've got no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like, I, I don't really, um, yeah, I'm not really sure. But he was like, oh, just, you know, you only have to be one step ahead. Just, you know, have a go. And um, so we started. And I remember the first time was really cool actually. We met in um, Mono Cafe. And um, we just prayed and someone had a picture of like an umbrella. And um, to be honest, I thought that was a really rubbish picture because it was yeah. a really hot sunny day and I was like, there's gonna be no chance of anyone with an umbrella. And um, anyway, so we just started walking down the market and then we saw this lady with an umbrella. And we didn't really know what to say to her. So we were like, oh, it's a bit weird, but we were just praying and we got this, uh, have you got any pain? Is there anything we could pray for you for? And um, yeah, she had really bad back pain and um, we just, prayed and when we were praying I think this is really kind of good because it really encouraged us she was like whoa your hands getting really hot that's getting really hot um so yeah we just um like prayed for her and the pain I can't remember if it totally went but it nearly completely went if it didn't and yeah she was just really blown away and then we got to like just share with her that Jesus had done it and then we went along a little bit further and we saw another woman with an umbrella <laughs> and she was like standing at a cash point so we didn't we didn't want to like obviously go to her when she was at the cash point yeah I think we were trying to steal her so we waited and then um it was really cool because she said that she she was going through a really difficult time and she said that like for years she'd done outreach stuff on the streets but like no one had ever picked her out and said that god had like picked her out and was like speaking to her so mm. she just felt totally like encouraged that like god had like picked her out and wanted to kind of encourage her and stuff so that was really yeah. cool um yeah so we've just kept doing it kind of just every couple of weeks at Rome Road and Christ Street and just mm. trying to, I guess, be available to Holy Spirit and just um, just pray, like, God, show us what you're doing, like, show us what, what your heart is and, mm. um, yeah, try and kind of step in with that. 
um, it's not it's not always easy. It's like challenging, and you definitely feel like out of your comfort zone. And sometimes like it's just amazing, and God like heals people, and we just get really accurate prophetic stuff, and mm. just really encouraging stuff. And other times people just aren't interested, or it doesn't seem like there's any improvement when you pray like straight away. Anyway, um, so yeah, it's been a real journey, and like I think I've learned lots about yeah God's heart. But it's been really exciting as well, and we have like over the years seen God do some really amazing stuff. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, we've been asking people also at the end. The last question is, how are you rough around the edges, or how does God use rough around the edges kind of people? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess um, like when I was young, I was like super shy. I didn't really want to speak to anyone, and um, yeah, I was like really like kind of insecure as a like kid and a and a teenager and um yeah like now I think it's crazy when I think that like for my job I kind of teach and speak in front of groups low sort of massive groups of people and yeah God's like giving me like I'm still growing in confidence and I'm often hesitant to share stuff um but he's grown me in kind of confidence in terms of sharing like what I feel like he may be saying and that's really cool because when I kind of think of myself as a teenager I would think there's absolutely no way I would be doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, mm. that's great. So that is the end of the episode. Hope you enjoyed this one with Benita. And if you've got any questions about what you've just heard, um, feel free to DM us and we'll um, get in touch with Benita for you if you've got any questions on that. But shall see you next episode. <laughs>